Hi, and welcome to That's Myrony Podcast. My name's Alicia Myronic, and I am your host and creator of this fun new concept. But first, what exactly is Myrony? Well, Myrony, or my irony, are those crazy coincidences that happen in life that you just can't explain. It's also another word for sign or synchronicity. We've all experienced these throughout our lives. But what if you started paying closer attention to your myronies? What if you started connecting the dots, or as I like to say, follow the spiritual breadcrumbs that could have an impact so big that it changes your life forever, not to mention the lives of others. Now that's myrony. everyone, welcome back to That's My Irony Podcast. I am so excited because today is the kickoff for kind of an addition to That's My Irony, and it's called My Irony Musings with Musicians with my uh, dear friend, uh, who's also now going to be my guest co-host, Alan Jacks Bowers. So if you want to hear the story of Alan and I, you can go back to episode 64 But today, our first guest for this series is Corey Glover, lead singer of Living Color. Uh, If you don't know who that is, the cult of personality, the voice behind that. So I am so excited and honored to have him uh, be our first guest for the series. And um, from what I understand, he doesn't know anything about Myrony. But a little bit about Corey, which, you know, in most cases, you know who he is. And if you haven't heard who he is and you don't know who Living Color is and all the other incredible musicians in that band, you definitely need to go check it out. But a little bit about Corey. He's an American singer, guitarist and actor. He's a lead vocalist of the rock band Living Color. He also was an actor where he was in the movie Platoon. He was also in musical theater, uh, in Jesus Christ Superstar. So the list goes on and on as to how incredible Corey Glover is um, as, as, an, as a singer, as an actor in, in all of the arts. So let's go connect with Alan again and go meet his very good friend, Corey Glover. Hi, Corey and Alan, thank you so much for joining me today on That's My Irony podcast. Um, So, Corey, I am so beyond honored to have you as a guest. And I love the fact that Alan never told you anything about what this actually is. (laughs) He just said I should be on it. That's all. Uh, Okay, perfect. So um, a little bit about what my irony is. So my name's Alicia Myronic. And okay. I am the creator of this concept of myrony, my irony. But you take mm. out the I because it's not about I, it's about we and something so much greater. So okay. myrony are the crazy coincidences that happen in life that we can't explain. And it's a more right. modern day word for synchronicity. However, it has its own definition. It's synchronicity in motion. You see a sign and then there's an action to take. In most okay. cases, it's just to have a conversation. So right. everyone has these myronic experiences, just not the way I spell my last name. Nice. <laughs> that's my ready. Nice. <laughs> so my goal, and maybe you can help me if you enjoy this, is to have people start sharing their myronies in addition to their selfies on social media, because it's okay. a whole new form of content to, uh, to connect to. And okay. so Alan and I have been friends since high school. We've been 
we've been like best, we are like best soul friends. Like we have a connection where the phone would ring or the phone wouldn't even ring and we would pick it up, you know, when we had those freaking, you know, a real phone. (laughs) And so, um, the the whole storyline, uh, so he just did his, uh, episode, um, just the other week. And we were, we were talking about, we took a total trip down memory lane and it's so amazing because Alan has had such incredible experiences with musicians, including mm-hmm. yourself. And so Alan is now a guest. Uh, he's my guest co-host, which I call this now Myrony Musings with Musicians with my oh. guest co-host, Alan Jacks Bowers. And so you are our fe- first guest. So thank you, Corey Glover, for joining us. No today. problem. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. So I want to share a really funny story is that I remember and Alan, you'll have to, I I think my memory serves me right, but we were because Alan and I were a year apart. um, So he was Mm -hmm. a year ahead of me. And I remember when he went to see Living Color, I believe it was Rutgers, wasn't it, Alan? Um, Yeah, I I think it may have been before that, but I, Corey, you'll love this. Um, the, the, The Rutgers show that I think she's referencing. I don't know if it's the one she's talking about, but I believe it was the first one we ever saw Doug. So I think it was in 93 after Stain came out, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that was a different thing for Pete and I. You know, it was great seeing you guys, but we stood right in front of Doug and it was like, oh, good Lord, this has right. changed a little bit. <laughs> Things are going to be different now. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that, and that is the show. I totally yeah. remember it was mm-hmm. 93. And, um, and I mean, Alan was the biggest fan of Living Color, like the biggest fan, like mm-hmm. unbelievable. So then years later, when I hear how you guys have connected, and now you're in a band together, the big ska band, I was like, how is that even possible? How do you get to play with you know one of uh, like one of your idols and know everybody so that's kind of the story I want to hear today um so Corey I have to ask how Living Color actually came into existence because I have to say your music is so unbelievably I mean to this day there's no one that sounds like you guys well thank you thank you um Living Color, before I got in the band, Living Color existed from like 1983, I believe Vernon was, uh, Vernon put this band together and, but he was doing it sort of part-time. He was uh, working with this jazz artist, Ronald Shannon Jackson, drummer. And he was doing that, a lot of that. And then, and it sort of had a lot of uh, different members that sort of came through at some point. And and toward the like the mid eighties, I met Vernon at a birthday party. Uh, I was uh, a friend of mine was having a birthday up on the Upper West Side, on Central Park West, actually. And um, Vernon happened to be off the road. He had been playing with uh, someone I forget who. Um, I think it was. Uh, Joe Bowie and defunct and he was off the road for a little while and his sisters one of his sisters complained about him not hanging out with them anymore because he's also grown up and he's got a job and he's running around they don't hang out so he said I'm here this weekend 
what do you want to do? He said, well, a friend of mine is having a birthday party up in Central Park West. Why don't you come with me? So he showed up. Um, I was there because I had one time at, we were, I dated this woman and we had stopped dating for a while, and, but she invited me to a birthday party anyway. I don't know why. Um, cause it wasn't a really good break, a really good, uh, you know, breakup but anyway. So, um, she, uh, as the story goes, they bring out this, this birthday cake and, they, and everyone's about to sing happy birthday. And she says, stop. Nope. Nobody sing. Corey's singing happy birthday. This is ah. Myrony. This is here. Yes. Go. This is exactly what Myrony is. I love <laughs> it even more. <laughs> Um, so she says, no, nobody's saying happy birthday. You over there sing. So I sang happy birthday. And at the end, you know, um, Brian and I struck up a conversation. It's like, I really like that, 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 that your interpretation of the song. It's like, well, thanks. It's like, do you do this professionally? It's like, I sort of do this professionally. Do And he explained to me, I'm a musician. I'd love to get your number. Um, and maybe we can work on something at some point. And I, I said, no problem. That's fine. I gave him my number. It was my, it's like my home number. This is before yeah. cell phones. You know, it's like. Yeah, way before. <laughs> and I was still living with my parents. Actually, I had my own phone. I had my own phone line in my parents' house. So that was fine. Um, and, you know, like three months, six months later, he calls me and says, uh, you know, I, I my, my band needs a singer. And I, I immediately thought of you. Could you come down and check out some of this music? And unbeknownst to me, Brian lived like five blocks away from me. Um, <laughs> it gets even but, better. <laughs> um, right. We live, we basically live in the same neighborhood. We have lived in the same neighborhood all of our lives, but basically. Um, so I went over to his house and uh, I listened to some of the music I heard, you know, early demo versions of songs like I Want to Know and Funny Vibe and nice. stuff like that. Um, and I listened to it and, and went over it and we played and, and we su- uh, sung some. He's like, okay, here's the deal. Um, it's between you and someone else. And I'll let you know either way when somebody else, when, what, what decision we made. It's because it's not up to me. It's like, you know, just two other band members. We got, th- I got to have, the, have them see what it sounds like. So uh, a month goes by, another two months goes by. I get a phone call from Vern again. It's like, uh, here's the deal. Our singer can't do the gig. Um, can you fill in for him for just this this one gig? Like, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, why not? Yeah, oh, I know the songs now. Um, <laughs> might as well. Um, and he, uh, so I, he said, okay, I rehearse in Bushwick. Uh, he took me to the to his rehearsal space, and I met the two other band members. I met I met JT Lewis and uh, Carl James who were at that time the bass player and the drummer in the band. And we did the gig in the, my first gig with Living Coast at, at CBGB's. So 
that was all fine. That was great. That was wonderful. But as like, he he was like, okay, uh, thanks, basically, like because we got a singer, and I don't know if the singer's coming back, and and but the singer never came back, and then I got called again. It's like he says he's he's got this gig. He's playing with Steve Winwood. He's not going to be around for another six or seven months. So you why don't you take over? It's like okay, <laughs> no problem. And that's basically how I got in the band. Um, and while we were doing this, um, you know, I was a professional actor. I am oh. a professional actor. So, you know, and I had been a professional actor since I was about 15. And wow. so, um, I was doing the circuit and making auditions, doing commercial work and stuff like that. And I got uh, the gig to do Platoon. Um, the problem with it was, is that instead of having like a week, two weeks to prepare, I got the gig on a Monday and I was leaving on a Tuesday. <laughs> so wow. I, was flying, I was flying to the Philippines for a month, three months. And then I didn't know it was going to be three months. I thought it was going to be like a month or so. Uh, nine weeks, they said. Um, and so I had to go tell Vernon. I had to go down the block and tell Vernon, look, I got good news and I got bad news. <laughs> <laughs> Which you want first, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and he was like, he assured me, he's like, no problem. It shouldn't take, if it's not going to take that long, it's fine. When you get back, we'll get back to work. Good for you. Cool. Um, so I was gone for three months. I left in, I left in like early February, came back in May. Um, they had had a gig. They had a gig in Europe that they they were looking to do. And they called the old singer back, the singer that they had hired in the first place to do that gig. And then I came back and then we were working in earnest um, and trying to get a record deal. And, you know, it took us about six months and the bass player and the drummer left at that point. And then, you know, um, Will came oh. and then like a month later, Muzzy showed up and then we got a deal like three or four months later. So uh, the band was formed. We got, we were solid. We worked really well together. It was fine. And then we, we um, the rest as they say is history. And that was 34 years ago, 34, 35 years ago that this all happened. Yeah. That the is anniversary of Vivid was it was the other day, right? I saw May 3rd, right? May 3rd, yeah. That is the best story ever. Like how many people actually know that true, true story that's so incredible. And that's actually the concept of irony. I like to right. call them spiritual breadcrumbs. Sometimes mm. it's like a giant loaf of bread that literally hits you over the head. And sometimes exactly. it's the smallest crumb that as long as you pay attention and you have that conversation, it's like it, it, it leads to the most magical and miraculous things, right? Yeah. And 
I also Absolutely. like to say it's the divine design that interweaves us together because it's right. not on a surface level. I mean, you hear that story, it's going all different directions. Corey, I didn't realize because when I saw your, you know, on Wikipedia that you were in platoon, I didn't mm-hmm. realize you were in platoon before oh, yeah. you were living color. And right. like, I didn't realize that you were a professional actor before being, right. you know, that bona fide rock star like that well um that was like i said i was doing it since i was like 14 or 15 um and i wanted you know i went i went to i went to high school for for the performing arts i didn't go to the performing arts high school i went to another um uh and you know, that was what I wanted. I wanted to be in the arts in some way, shape or form. And, you know, and that's what, you know, my motivation was to continue just to work and knock on wood, I did. So singing was just a passion. It wasn't something that you were necessarily going for. You were originally going for to be an actor or? I out as a singer and found acting as, a way to sort of further my goals, you know, and my, and in all honesty, what it was about was musical theater. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I saw you were in Jesus Christ Superstar. Absolutely. Wow. And, but yeah, so what I wanted to do was, you know, and Superstar in and of it was like my motivation for it, which is ironic that I got, that I actually got the part. Because so, when I okay, um, so Corey, I'm going to ask you to say the word. It's myronic. Anything that's so <laughs> crazy, it's myronic. Now you have a better explanation of irony. It's like so crazy. That's what myrony is. Myronic. <laughs> okay. You got it. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to ask you. Just start using the word because it's super fun. It's like. <laughs> No but problem. it it but it is like you said that that was the reason you wanted and then you end up playing I mean that's amazing and that's actually we're going to connect how you and Alan connected but like you know for the listeners hear how this all happened and like yeah. Corey I can't imagine your voice not being living color yeah. I mean your voice is so distinct there's not a lot of people that as soon as you hear someone's voice you know who it is mm-hmm. well yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I found that out the hard way, I guess. Um, that, you know, I tried. Why? To, why do you, know, you say know, the hard way? You no, know, because you know, when, when you do certain things and you want to, uh, you you want to expand your palate, oh. or you want to do other things. It's like, but you sound like that guy from that band. Uh, if I do this other project, or if I do somebody else's work, it's like. Yeah, but this all they're gonna think about is living color. It's like, okay, that's a problem because it's, it's uh, not. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> For some folks, it is because they want to hear, they want their own sort of thing, to, yeah. and they want to sound, they want to hear what that sounds like. So, yeah, yeah so it's it's myronic. The myron- <laughs> oh, the myron. Yes. Myrony, myrony, myrony. Oh, my. <laughs> well, so I have to ask because your your living colors music is so deep. So, I mean, the words, the, the lyrics, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> who, 
how was that collaboration in the sense of, you know, writing the lyrics and, I mean, yeah, you have the most amazing Vernon Reed and Will Calhoun. And I mean, just, it's like, I want to come see you guys play. So Alan, we got to figure out when they're going to totally play. Have to. And so, cause oh, absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's a collaborative effort really. Um, we get to, when we get together, even now, um, something sort of sparks the imagination, um, whether it's a groove, whether it's a, a song lyric, whether it's a, uh, it's a, a, an idea. Uh, if we have a particular set of goals in mind and, and we want to come into a, situ into a situation, open to the situation and leave with something in hand, start with nothing and come up with something. Wow. which is mm -hmm. how, how it really should work. Um, that, you know, the creation of, of uh, something like Cult's Personality was, you know, just a, you know, a groove. And Vern had these lyrics and we did some arrangements and we did some, we did different versions of it and we did over and over again. But by the time we started it in, in this rehearsal space, at like, I don't know, like three o'clock and by, you know, six o'clock that night, we had a song that we That's played a, the day. It's amazing. Know, right, oh. we played it like two days later at CV's. So it was, you know, sometimes it's that your imagination sparks, sparks it up and things just appear. I guess that's my ironic, but yeah. it's, it's, but that's how we sort of approach the idea, the creative idea. And sometimes it's, we go home and, you know, you pick up a newspaper and you see some, some interesting piece of news or whatever. And that's your inspiration to keep going and keep going. But since you're constantly being, trying to be creative and constantly trying to make uh, something out of nothing. This is what, what we do. We that, all do. That is so amazing. And I just want to share with you because this actually is somewhat of a spiritual podcast in the sense that um, where you see my little wink, I call him Winky. That's how I represent God is love with an awesome sense of humor. And right. I do believe that when, and I don't know where you are in your spiritual beliefs. If you want to share that, you don't have to share that, but it's more like I believe sometimes these inspiration, I mean, your, these songs were meant for the world, you know? So like, it's almost like this, I just feel like it's like, it was like a divine collaboration on right. how, on, because to, to create that in such a short period of time, like, are you familiar with the book, The Alchemist by Paolo Coelho? Absolutely, yes. So you, I actually heard an interview that he did with Oprah, where he's like, I did not write that book. I that was absolutely, it was too profound. He's like, I wrote it in two weeks. He's mm. like, it just came out. And I always wonder that about music, you know, like it's your, it's your creativity, but when things are really meant to be, it almost is like this. I, I do. I feel like it's this divine power that comes through because where does creativity come from in the first place? You know, well, especially it when it's like really, really profound, beautiful unbelievable uh the arts that come out mm. well you know uh, it, it, as a as a means of expression 
we all have that sort of spark to say what's on your mind and in your head and on your heart at any given point in time. So we are, uh, the challenge is to be able to be uh, honest with yourself. Um, and, and hopefully that kind of thing will follow, follow you in, in whatever endeavor you do. It doesn't have to necessarily have to be music. If you are, you know, a, you know, a house painter, <laughs> you know, or a plumber, or if you're doing it authentically and you're doing it honestly, um, it will be real, it, the, the work will, will be as good as your truth to that work is. Um, and that's how we try to approach everything that we're doing. Like we're not looking to, to anticipate what people think. Right. We're just doing, we're just doing what we know. Well, and it's a passion. I think that when we can find things that we're passionate about and we're able to make a living from that, and that's actually one of the things I love about Alan is that, you know, we, we joke about this, you know, he's never really made it big in the music industry, but he's been able to have a very successful, you know, career doing what he loves. And there's very few people that are able to to do that and it's like it's just amazing and he's got really freaking cool friends like you <laughs> well, the, the the question then becomes what does making it big mean um making it big is just a state of a state of mind you know just because uh because like you said alan's playing and doing what he loves to do to me yep. that's that's a success he's, absolutely he's absolutely he's, he's absolutely successful um that's big. That's a big thing. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. Um, so I, 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 you know, my goal in life is to just constantly be working, not particularly to be recognized for it, but to know that I'm doing something that I love and I'm not really working, a, working a job that I don't understand and or care about. Yeah. Well, I mm -hmm. mean, when you look at, if you go to YouTube and cult of personality and you have 58 million views, I mean, <laughs> the impact that you've oh, made, yeah. I was really curious though, of, of how the lyrics came about. So Vern was the one that had the lyrics written out Vern, before you guys these, created it. Vern had written these lyrics um, because uh, uh, Joseph Stalin, I believe, uh, Wrote, wrote something about the cult of personality of, of no, Khrushchev wrote, said something about Stalin being, having a cult of personality hmm. that, oh. um, and that he was his, he was so compelling as a person, as an, as a orator and a philosopher and whatever it was that he was doing that people created a lifestyle around it and created a world around it. And that was the cult of personality. And that we as human beings do that in general. And Vernon wrote about that. Um, that we could go from, we could look at something and invest our lives in it. It doesn't, not necessarily, uh, it's not necessarily yours, but you, but you feel akin to it. Um, at the time, we were thinking about all the the ways in which 
people have attached themselves, their ideology to a person. It's like they've personified a feeling or an idea about the world they live in. And that's what the motivation for the song was. And we under, all understood that. We all understood the assignment and we all motivate, moved in that direction. Wow. Nice. Amazing. That's amazing. It's like, I'm so curious how many people really know the true story behind what you're sharing today. Have mm. you had, is, have you been able to share that a lot with others? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, for the time, and it seems that this idea is very evergreen because we often find ourselves in social situations and in political situations and in personal situations where we have, where, where there is that idea of a cult personality exists. Um, you know, uh, uh, I don't know how much, how many times, you know, we get, um, requests from politicians to use the song. Um, really? I, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, um, and, you know, although it, 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 the song itself does have a political sort of bent to it and meaning to it. It's not necessarily about that. And, and by evidence of the fact, you listen to, you watch wrestling and you hear CM Punk who uses it as his, you know, stage entrance music. This is a wrestler. Mm-hmm. You know, it has, what's, what's one got to do with the other? But it has an impact. The song has an impact. So. Oh, that's yeah. an understatement about your song, that song having an impact. Oh, yeah, it's, absolutely. I mean, it is timeless forever. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So any listeners that are, oh goodness, what grade or what age would you be that you may not have heard this song? You need to hear Living Color, Cold to Personality and all the other songs. So, <laughs> so I have to ask after Living Color like totally blew up. I mean, you gotta, that has to be kind of just so overwhelming, amazing like, you know, receiving a Grammy, being on Saturday Night Live, doing all those fun things. Like, is there anything that really stands out in your mind that when it really took off, you're just like, wow, I can't believe we got here. No, it's, it, it was is very, you know, it was a very strange trip, you know, <laughs> um, in that, you know, I, I, I live again, when this all began, we all were living with our parents. Um, and and can I say how old you were when you guys kind of got together? Um, I, we were in, most of us were in our mid twenties, I think, like, like 23, 24. Yeah. Um, Vernon was a little older. Um, but yeah, we were all like the mid to late twenties at the time. And, you know, we are working musicians, so of course we live with our parents. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, because they had the electricity. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> so we uh, we were living at home with our parents, and you know things are starting to sort of build with the song, and then there was the video on MTV, and you know you're some you become somewhat ubiquitous but we're still living our lives as we live them as young men living in new york city in the the late 80s so um i'm on the subway um and you get recognized but you know 
okay, that's no big deal. You're, you know, you're walking the streets, you're, you're, you're doing certain things, you know, um, when we got, when we were doing, we were opening for the Rolling Stones mm. uh, in 1988, 89, wow. 1989. And, you know, there was a break between the tours, like, we took uh, took a week off, so I went home, and you know, my mother as I uh, I came in the door I was like, "Hey, I'm home." It's like, "Great, wonderful, good for you." Here's some paint. Here's a brush. Do the stoop. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm painting the stoop, and my friends drive by and walk by. It's like, wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold on a second. You're a rock star now. I heard like. No, I'm painting the stoop. Um, <laughs> I'm just Corey painting the stoop right now, so that's what I'm doing. That's, that's my funny. my job at the at this at this point. So, um, yeah. So there were there there are lots of places and lots of things, lots of places that it take took you, and it, and, it, and it take took me and took all of us. To, to to meet meeting very interesting people and seeing very interesting things, but for me the thing was that I don't think we ever got or felt like this was it. We're rock stars now. It's like huh. no, we got to keep working. You know, we're only as good or as successful as much as we're working. Very a very sort of blue collar working class sort of idea about we have to keep moving. We yeah. gotta keep moving, um, and <clears throat> you can't rest on your laurels at all. That's wonderful. I mean, to be so <laughs> grounded, because I know it could probably take other people in such a different direction. Well, it has taken other people in mm -hmm. such a different oh, direction. Yeah. It goes so so to their head. So you have to have that groundedness when you're you know that big. So that's amazing. So what mm. happened? I mean, I know you guys, um, you you guys uh, broke or did you, or you stopped the band for a bit, then you uh, reconnected in two thousand. What were you doing after Living Color um, stopped for a bit? I put out a solo record called Hymns. Amazing, by the way. <laughs> it's amazing. If you haven't listened to it, please go buy it. Oh, I need to go <laughs> listen to that. It's called Hymns. Wow. Hymns. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so I was doing that brain it was going out it put out a solo record called mistaken identity uh will and doug had a band called uh head fake that they were doing and we were all sort of we all kept like i said you, you know you got to keep working yeah. you have to keep what you're doing um and we just kept doing it we just weren't doing it as living color or with the other people from living color we just decided we needed to keep moving yeah. um so we were never, ne we never stopped working. Um, and once we got back together to do it as a, as a unit, again, once again, we was like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. And this is how we're gonna do it. And we're gonna, like we used to, and we're gonna keep going. And um, we just haven't stopped since then. And it's been over 20 years now that since That's the has been, yeah back together yeah yeah like to to be that iconic i mean that's just incredible um i do want to ask though because you were able to be in what was what you aspired jesus christ superstar you were judas iscariot like 
how did that come about and how was that experience? I mean, cause I know musical theater is so completely different. I mean, the level of commitment, you know, of every single day, all the performances, like I've heard, it's just really unbelievably it, challenging, but it is. And we were doing it on the road. Like we were like a, a real bus and truck sort of thing. Oh, wow. Um, it wasn't. So we were in some place for a night and then move on. We were in some place for like three nights and then and then and then move on. So we had it was, you know, um, we did that for about three months. Three months. Three. The season would last about three to four months, and we'd take a break and then come back another year and do it again. Um, but you know, somebody, I never stopped acting. I never stopped, you know, pushing myself to be in uh to to do uh, the other things that you know i i can do and that was part of it you know so getting superstar was you know a lifelong dream do, to do jesus christ superstar in particular that's that's a show as i said that was sort of like my motivation my idea about singing or singing rock music and theater was sort of formed by Jesus Christ Superstar and seeing the movie when I was a kid, my parents taking me to, to see Jesus Christ Superstar as a kid and seeing Carl Anderson um, in that role. I was like, I want to do that. I'd love to do that. You know, and like this is a, like a 10 year old seeing Jesus Christ Superstar and like that would be amazing to do. Um, and jump cut 20 years later and I am doing it with Ted Neely you know, from who's from the movie. And um Yeah, that's know, my irony. <laughs> extremely ironic. You got it. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah. Oh yeah. See, I'm trying to get Alan to he's connected to Alanis Morissette and I want her I really would love her to rewrite isn't that ironic as a song for this because that's what this is. So I'm um, still pushing I'm yes, on I it. I know you're working on it, but a big favor to ask. This is something <laughs> it is a big favor to ask, but it's a really cool favor because who's who you know, it's a brand new word. Why not create a song around it? Or mm -hmm. who knows? Corey, maybe you'll like to create a song around it. You guys create a song around it. That would actually be really cool. We could do that. That would yeah. be super fun. Yeah. Absolutely. So um but I, well, I want to get into how you two are connected, but I also know there's another band, uh, Galactic, is that? Um... I've done some stuff with, with Galactic out of New Orleans, yeah. Um, it, that was, uh, it, they were gracious enough to, to ask me to, to come in to, to play with them, and it worked out, and we did like a year's worth of, uh, of work on the road, basically, with them. Yeah, that was fun. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, okay. So now we're going to get into the Myronic connection of you and Alan, because this is where it gets really. Sadly, I, I don't have to talk anymore because now, now Alan can tell, tell the story. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You get to take a little uh, break, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the first part of the podcast, I didn't send it to you specifically, Corey, because I didn't want you to know what was going on. Okay. Left you a little bit of dark, but I basically told the story, um, you know, however many years ago was it? It was five years ago. Um, mm. A gentleman walked into my studio named Joe Ferry. You know, Joe, you've known Joe for many, many years. Appreciate and um, 
Joe and I hit it off and, you know, you know, he's had the big ska band on and off for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And, um, he and I just, uh, started doing some stuff together at my place where you were at my old studio. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we just, he decided because of, you know, me being around with us being in the same town, he was going to rehash the big ska band again. So okay. we started recording some stuff. And I don't know if you remember this day, Corey, uh, Joe's sitting on my couch in the studio and we just somehow realize that we both know you mm-hmm. and so joe's we're both looking at each other he picks up the phone and calls you and that's when he threw this idea at you and then right. then, the, then the next thing you know you were coming to the studio to do tracks and we right. were doing gigs and stuff and uh the only sad part about this is you know in 2020 you know we planned on doing a lot of stuff together that right. summer even right. with living color if you remember but then the world right. ended but i think we should still do that i still think we should Right. do some some big ska shows with living color i think that'd be great but mm. yeah but and and you know so many people including alicia just got such a kick out of that you know i said i said you know if you would have told me when i was 16 years old that when i was in my 40s i'd be in a band with you right. i would have told you you were plumb out of your mind right but but here we are <laughs> you know it's it's uh <laughs> And I'm uh, and I love still coming to see you guys. You know, a couple months ago, I brought the family to see you guys over in Delray and right. uh, they had, you know, they'd never seen you do what you do. Right. And it was really wild. You know, they really got a kick out of it. So, but, so, but yeah, that's that's the big Scott story in a nutshell. And I'm hoping we can keep that story going because Joe and I are throwing ideas back and forth. And I think we're going to do some more. So. Be prepared for that. (laughs) And the music is so incredible. What Alan shared. I mean, Mm. it's it's neat. It's so fun. But I just love it because, I mean, I actually remember when he went, when Alan went to your concert at Mm -hmm. Whitney Woods, it was Rutgers. And I totally remember he's like, I'm going to go see Living Color. I'm so excited. (laughs) And so then, you know, years ago when he told me this, I was like, Wait, what? Because I've actually, so Corey, just so you know, Myrony has, I, I literally have had this concept in my mind for, um, it was actually 422 of 2015 was when mm-hmm. I bought the first website. And if you want to hear my crazy story, you can go to episode one of, uh, of That's Myrony. Alan can send it to you. But it's, <laughs> it's an unbelievable story of, of the craziest things that happened that then allowed me to figure out like um actually i'll tell you the 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 nutshell of this was people when i used to uh, be in high-end car sales i sold jaguars for a while and people would be like how do you say your last name and i would say it's like ironic but with an m and then i would add there's a lot of irony in my life and people would laugh and then i realized oh my goodness this is a universal word for everyone this applies to everyone Absolutely. And this also is a new form of content we can share. So you imagine people sharing this around the world, their myronic connections mm. on social media and take it away from just being selfies. Even if it's a selfie with your myrony, great. It's still something, it's, it's still something greater than just being all about ourselves because it's not right. about us. It's about we and this incredible connection. And I think what we've just shown on so many different levels is like, as I say, this divine interweaving, because if you didn't go to that party, if you didn't get called out to sing, if you, Mm, you know, I mean, you look at how almost impossible it was for living color to come together the way that it did, Mm. but it was obviously divinely meant to be. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. That is just, ah, geez, I love this story. (laughs) (laughs) So Corey, when are you guys playing next? And like what, what, um, for people to be able to connect and find out more about future shows or, you know, just just any information you'd like to share. Well, if you go to the, there's a Living Color uh, Facebook page, there's a Living Color Instagram page. We are also on Twitter. We're we're on the social medias. That's your best bet on finding out where we are. Um, we're in the midst of retooling our website. Um, so I, I don't think you'll find much information there. But as I said, you could go to, um, you could go to the Instagram page. You can go to the Facebook page. You can check us check us out on Twitter. You can go to look at bands in town. Um, just you know, type in our name in Google. You'll find us. You, we're we're around. Yeah, you're everywhere. That is for sure. Well, <laughs> I'm so beyond honored that you were able to be our first guest for Myrony Musings with musicians. Would love to have you back on in the future. If you have any cool friends that you're like, hey, you got to tell your crazy story because that's what it's all about. It's it's recognizing these chance occurrences, but they're not chances. There are no coincidences. And right. Absolutely. That's my that's, irony. <laughs> that's well, really- well, I hope that you enjoyed it since you had no idea what Alan invited you. Into. That was fun. That's, that's the great thing. That's you want those kind of, uh, those kind of situations where you don't know what you, what, where you're going to go, but you wind up someplace else that you wind up learning something. You wind up, uh, motivating somebody it's that that's part of the the journey i think that's great yeah no it totally is so well thank you again i'm again biggest honor and i just oh your voice your voice (laughs) Corey, is so unbelievably you are so gifted and it's just a ah i can't i don't even have words but alan we need to go to a live show. So at some Absolutely. point, I'm in, I'm in San Jose, California, Corey. So I'm okay. a little further, but uh, I know we can make this work at some point. So we'll be out on the road over the summer as well. So Wonderful. we're playing uh, in Virginia in a couple of weeks and Camden, New Jersey. Hmm. Uh, and I think we're doing a bunch of stuff in June and July as well. Cool. So right on. great. Well, thank you again to both of you. It's, this has just been so awesome. I hope listeners that you, I mean, this story is so incredible. So uh, thank you again, Corey and Alan. And to listeners, I'll see you next time. Thanks. See you. (laughs) Thank you all for joining me on That's Myrony Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the Myronic stories shared today and possibly got you to connect to the Myronies in your own life. As you listen to this podcast, you'll start catching signs that are so subtle, but can have the biggest impact on your life. So pay attention to that inner voice and watch the Myronies appear in your life, just like the guest in my next episode. And please connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and that's Myrony.com, where you can share your unbelievable Myronies. Also, if you enjoyed what you heard and can take a moment to like, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting platform, it would mean so much because that is how others are able to find this podcast. 
finally, please also tell your friends and family about Myrony, because wouldn't it be fun to see people share their Myronies on social media in addition to their selfies? And remember, if something happens that makes you say, well, that's ironic, it's not ironic at all. It's Myronic. Now that's Myrony. See you next time.